Welcome to Unity of Tucson. And I have this monitor up here, right? You often see me looking up, and I think sometimes people probably think I'm just looking up to God. <laughs> I actually do reference the monitor, right? Because that's where, I, that's where my notes are. So he's, he was telling me about, he was telling our class about how he had prepared his whole Sunday message, and he went over here and was doing something else, and he went and he went to print his Sunday message, and he grabbed it off of the printer, and he put it on his lectern. This is back when he was still using paper. And... Um, didn't think anything of it, started the Sunday service and got over to the lectern, looked down at the paper, and it was his talk from the previous week. (laughs) I tell you that because I'm having a similar experience right now. (laughs) Chelsea started singing, and I looked up and I thought, there was more on that slide this morning (laughs) when I started. The good news is, I know what I want to talk about today. (laughs) And I don't need the notes. They're a crutch. They are a crutch. I get it. They're a crutch. The reason I like to use notes is because, as many of you know, I speak quickly, and the notes help me maintain a through line. So if today goes off the rails a little bit, you'll understand why. As it already has. So the theme this month, yes, is deepening, and I love that today's construct is simplicity, right? Talk about being invited to to simplify. (laughs) I get to simplify now because, well, you have... Here's the thing about this, too. There are no notes, which means either this is going to be an extraordinarily long talk, or it'll be the shortest talk I've ever given. I want to acknowledge first this notion of deepening. Because when I think about deepening, oftentimes what I think about is turning the attention to that inner life. Is that what, perhaps what you think about when you think about deepening? Like turning the attention to the inner life to go deep within, to find something. And what I have found is that the more I look within, the more I look within, the deeper I go to that inner life, What I find there is nothing other than the infinite. For no matter how much I try to break down the pieces, the more I break it down, the more pieces I find there are. And it's infinite. So that is one aspect of deepening. Another aspect of deepening is deepening into the infinite nature that feels so magnificently large. Because as I look out to find perhaps what I refer to as God's spirit, the universal, the infinite. As I look beyond, I never see the edge. That's deepening as well. And so where are we right here? Where are we? Last week I talked a lot about presence, about being the present, right? About allowing ourselves to fully come into that realization that we are that power, we are the light, we are the life, we are God. The Father and I are one, as Jesus said, and he wasn't speaking about only himself. He was speaking about all creation. If we understand that I am the infinite, if you take that upon yourself to understand I am the infinite, oh, 
deepen into that. Deepen into that. And so what follows naturally from last week for me in this idea of practicing the presence, being the presence, fully immersed in the present moment, it is, is, is that it is also a call to me to live in infinite patience. Anyone ever have a problem with patience? <laughs> I have in my time had my challenges with patience, but then I learned a path <laughs> that said, here's what patience is. It's knowing who you are and being fully present with that. Letting go of any regrets of the past, letting go of any anxiety about the future, and being fully in the here and the now. Patience is about presence. That's it. And so if, I'm, if I am willing to be fully present in this moment, then I get to just chill out. See, I brought the name of the talk into it. <laughs> Even without my notes. <laughs> that I get to chill out and let go of all the things that I make so darn important. I was going to say a different word. <laughs> that I make so darn important. Right? And we do that. We, are, we, we, we live in this ever-increasing speed of society, right? It feels like it gets faster and faster, and there's more things to know. And I'll tell you, like, like the, the, the generations that are younger than I am, and they're... they're, they're the way that they are adept with like computers and with technology and social media in ways that I still think I am, but I know that I'm not, <laughs> right? I think that I'm really good at it. I'm terrible at it. But it just seems like I can get totally lost in that. I can get totally lost in that. Anyone else feel the same way? Like you feel like you just get lost in just all the stuff. Well, that then becomes the call to live in simplicity, and deepen into simplicity, deepen into the presence, deepen into that allowing of patience. Ah. The good news about that, too, is that I have released the weight. I've released the burden. It's funny, I should not use notes more because I actually speak slower. I'm realizing this in the moment. There's a practice that I do with some, of my, um, with some of the people who come in to see me for spiritual counseling, some of my clients. And that is if they are completely rooted in the past paradigms and they keep dragging that past into their present, they keep dragging the past into the present through their language, through their considerations of how to be in this moment, and I keep inviting them, if that was not a consideration, what would your life be like right now? If we let go of the past, what would your life be like right now? And so in the prayer room, there is this massive Bible. It's one of those, you know, large, like, it's literally like this, and it's big and it's heavy. And so if, if, they, if, if they're not willing to give it up, here's what I do. Can I use you for a minute, Sandy? So, Sandy, mm -hmm. put out your hands like that. Mm -hmm. I will bring the Bible over to them. Mm -hmm. and I will put it in their hands, and I will say, you have to hold that now because that is the weight of your past. You're not allowed to put it down. You're not allowed to put it down as long as you're telling that story. So what's the choice going to be? I'm going to give up that story. I've got to give up that story. Because you know what? That Bible gets real heavy. <laughs> it does. Doesn't it? The longer yes. you hold it, the heavier it feels. Yeah. Just, it feels heavy. 
Here, I'm going to take it from you. Thank you. <laughs> Invite you into simplicity. Deepening is about breath. When I was in high school, I was a junior in high school, and I was so excited to you know, look, look ahead. And I know that there's a certain junior who's in high school now. He's going to be appalled that I point him out, but I'm not going to point him out except that he's in this room, a certain member of my family who's a junior in high school now. <laughs> And, I, and, and I've had this conversation with him, with him you know, it, it, it's, it's like early onset senioritis. You know what senioritis is. You get to your senior year and like, I'm done. I had early onset uh, senioritis as well in my junior year. And I actually had made plans when I was in high school. Um, I, I took extra courses during the summer because I had decided I was going to graduate early. I was going to graduate at the end of my junior year. And so part of that was I went to Tucson High School, the performing arts, uh, the, the fine performing arts magnet school here in town. And I was very involved in the theater department. Surprise. <laughs> and as a senior project my junior year, I directed a play. I directed the play The Glass Menagerie. And, 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 I will, and I don't usually do this, but I'm making a little plug for the Glass Menagerie production at Arizona Theater Company right now. It is an extraordinarily good production. If you have not seen it, I highly recommend it. Um, but I directed the Glass Menagerie, and I was like, yes, senior project out of the way. Now I'm going to be ready to graduate at the end of this year. And I, you know, and it was like, I, was, I kept going through that year, and it kept getting heavier and heavier and heavier and heavier. And I finally got towards the end of the year, and I thought, why am I doing this to myself? I can take the time. I can, I can allow myself to enjoy the journey. I can look back on it now and say, that's what I was doing. I didn't have words for it then. But I get to make a different choice. Now, the irony is that I got into my senior year, and because I had finished pretty much all the classwork that was required for me to get, to, to get my diploma, um, I started then floundering because I got bored. <laughs> and I don't even remember most of my senior year now. I can remember very clearly freshman, sophomore, and junior year I don't really remember my senior year, even to the degree that our musical theater class did a production and we rented the Gaslight Theater for our production. I don't remember ever being in that building, <laughs> even though I performed in that building in 1991. <laughs> and when I went to see a show, when we went to see a show with the Unitics, I remember walking in and thinking, have I performed here? And I, couldn't, I could not remember it. And so I actually went back to my high school yearbook, and sure enough, there it was. We had performed at the Gaslight. Anyway, I'm, see, I get way off track if I don't have my notes. <laughs> Simplicity. Deepen. That's the practice. And I have a willingness to engage in the practice right in front of you, because isn't that how we learn? The great teacher, Jesus, was a great teacher, and he lived as an example of new thought. Because that's what he was teaching. He was teaching new thought. We had different language for it. We have different language for it now. But the principles are the same. 
And so let's deepen into those principles. God is all there is. There is nothing other than that. And that is what you and I are. We are that power. We are that presence. So let's chill out and stop thinking of othering people. Because when you know who you are, you discontinue othering people. You know what othering people is? Saying, that's them over there, and this is me over here. That's living in dualism. It's saying there is something other than God. But if I truly know who I am and I truly know who you are, how can I possibly other people? So I take the moment to live in simplicity, to look upon the faces of every single person, to catch the eyes of every single person present, to deepen into the recognition that there is no difference between you and me. We are that power and the presence, the light and the life of God. And when I truly understand that, I can also be patient with myself rather than beat myself up for not having my notes. <laughs> so let's continue to be examples of love, to be examples of kindness, to be examples of the principles that we offer here. You get to decide how it shows up in your life. But I would encourage deepening into the truth of your being. The very first statement in our mission statement is love only. And as we experience deepening this month, are you willing to deepen into love only? I see a lot of nodding heads, right? If we lay bare all of the things that we think we need to put in front of us to hide ourselves, to hide the truth of ourselves from the rest of the world. And, I, and here's the thing, we do it because it feels safe, right? We put those blocks up, we put those barriers up because it feels safe and we get to wrap ourselves in our little security blanket. Here's the truth, if we, every single one of us, let go of that, what we would find, I think, is love only. Because that is fundamentally who we are, what we are. Love, the self-givingness of the Spirit, the self-givingness. It, it is the activity of the infinite, giving of itself and showing up as creation. That's what and who we are. And if we have a willingness to give of ourselves, well, then that takes us to the second part of our mission statement, to be for giving. That's why I like to break that up. Because to be for giving is to be affirmative about the way that I give, right? I am for giving. What am I for giving? I am for giving of my love to all of humanity. And you know what I find in that construct of being forgiving? I find in that construct that there is nothing to forgive. Get it? Because I know who I am. And so there can be in the infinite no wrong ever done unto me. And so if I am forgiving of love, then I'm willing to be forgiving of love 
to all others and also to myself, to let go of the notion that I've ever been wronged in any manner. That's a tough one for a lot of people, though. But maybe we take just a little step, a simple step today in that direction, to let go, to live in patience, and chill out about the things that we make so important. Because there's one important thing, knowing who you are. That's it. It's the only important thing I think, I think, you get to decide what you think. But that is the only important thing, to know who you are. If we remember who we are at all times, what a different world this would be. And we would truly be living the principles that we are going to explore through these next several weeks as part of the season for nonviolence. Because if we know who we are, there is no need to act in any way that is detrimental physically to anybody else. That's what Gandhi was teaching. That's what Martin Luther King was teaching. They were teaching this principle of self-reliance in such a way that there was a gentleness to it as well. It is not to say that they did not stand up for what they believe in because they stood up for what they believe in, right? And we all get to stand up for what we believe in, but if we do it to the detriment of anybody else, then we are increasing the energy that can potentially overflow into violence. So we can stand up for what we believe. We can stand firm in what we believe and invite others, invite others to look at what it is they believe. That's why I start every service by saying, you may not believe everything you hear today. You may not. But what do you believe? That's the ultimate question. What do you believe? Do you believe in love only? Do you believe in infinite forgiveness? And do you believe that your truth at the core is that every aspect of you is wholly divine? You don't have to believe it, but you know what? That's what I believe about you. It's what I believe about you. It's what I believe about myself. And it has fundamentally shifted the way I experience the world. But it took an awful lot of consternation for me to finally chill out, have some patience, deepen into love, remember who I am, and be infinitely forgiving. That's the message today. Peace and blessings. You are magnificent. You will be happy to know that because my notes got messed up, I have no homework for you today. <laughs> However, there was a practice that was invited, to, that we were all invited to today. I think this should be the homework. Thank you. Yes, I've got it here. The practice is this. Ask yourself, what are some areas of your life that you could simplify for the benefit of all? And today... And every single day, choose one area to simplify. That's the homework. Hi, this is Reverend Jonathan Zenz, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast of my Sunday message. Your financial support will ensure that we can continue to offer this as an option for inspiration. 
You can make your tax-deductible contribution in any amount on our website, unitytucson.com. Once again, thank you for listening. You are magnificent. Namaste.